The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Welcome into the EP Podcast. My name is Chris Lanuti, Hannah Beth at the other end of my nine-foot homemade oak bar. How Hello. are you, Hannah? I am good. How are you? I'm good. I'm ready for a week here that I think is filled with promise. And, promise. And, and we'll get into that in just a little bit. Okay. But I, I think this could be a big week for Evergreen Park. We could for, use some promise. For every, we do need some promise. But before we get into that, let me tell you first off, we've got some nice guests today. Like, this is going to be a packed show. It's going to be yeah. a lot of fun. Nikki Seidel from the Evergreen Park Library is going to come in here, and you would be shocked by how the library has realized, well, we can't have a lot of people in the library, so we're going to do other things for the community. Right. And I'm talking about, like, tutoring for your kids. I'm talking about, like, reading your kids a story on the phone. I mean, there's some crazy things that they're doing over there and some really neat things that they're planning coming up in the next month. And... It, it's it's a laundry list of stuff, but it, we are chock full of information there. Then also, we, we previewed it on the weekend update that comes out every Friday and previews and gives you everything going on over the weekend at Evergreen Park. And that's also on demand everywhere podcasts can be found and also at theeppodcast.com. But we are going to have our full interview. We, we played a snippet of it mm-hmm. with Tim Lyons. And yeah. Tim is over at the Evergreen Park Baseball Club. It is no longer the Boys Club or the EPAA. Those two leagues came together and have formed a mega league, and there are big plans not only for facilities, but how they're going to work, and in reality, all corners of Evergreen Park now will be involved in the same little league. See, I like that. I think that's awesome. I like that. And the reason I like it the most is because there's always been a division. Mm-hmm. Like I've always noticed that there's there, for some strange reason there's this there there are some people who perceive a division between kids that go to private school and kids that go to public school exactly and then there's a division between if you're on this side of Kedzie or the other side of Kedzie and a division if you're in between on this side of 95th and the other side of 95th and there was always a division on are you in EPAA for Little League or are you EPPC and they got together and they're combined now and it's a great story that is coming up here on this show as well. And the vice principal of Mother Macaulay High School going to be joining us. We talked with the principal previously before the school year began. Yeah. The Mighty Max, one of the area schools that have been in session ever since the beginning of the year. They had a very interesting hybrid model. We're going to ask them how that worked out and what is coming up for this semester, the summer, and how they see things opening up, getting ready for next fall, and what they're planning for right now, kind of a follow-up to a uh, an interview that we had over the summer. So we have a ton of stuff to go through, and it's all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. You need a bank you can rely on, one that knows your community and provides customized accounts and offers just for you. Count on First National Bank of Evergreen Park, located 95th and Pulaski. They're a locally-based community bank committed to the people and businesses right here in Evergreen Park. And now when you open up a total access checking account, 300 bucks right in the account. Open the account today, bankevergreenpark.com slash eppod. To get that offer, that is the link you have to use. Requirements to qualify, $100 required to open, member FDIC. We got a lot of show, so let's jump into it on the EP Podcast. Let's go. now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street. The day this episode comes out, 
Monday, January 18th is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And on MLK Day, the Community Center and the Village Hall of Evergreen Park will be closed. It reopens normal hours starting Tuesday, January 19th. There will be an open skate at the Dan Capuano Ice Rink, though, on MLK Day, available from 2 to 5 p.m. Also, be aware, all week long, waste management is on a normal schedule. They are actually picking up garbage on Monday. So if you put it out on Monday normally, put it out. If you put it out on Thursday, put it out. Normal days this week. The Evergreen Park Library has a ton of new programs available to residents and some also for non-residents in the surrounding area. One of our longtime guests, one of the original ones on this show, Nikki Seidel, joining us on the line right now. How are you, Nikki? I'm good, Chris. I'm really good and very excited to tell you about the programs that we have going on at the library. Yeah, the Evergreen Park Library has always done a great job. I know you probably have like your list of things you want to tell people about, but the first thing I want to ask you is that I saw this thing, and this is one of the reasons I reached out to you because I thought this was amazing. You have a thing where somebody can... Dial a phone number and somebody at the library will tell me a story? Is that is that true? Exactly. It is. It is. It's called that was the first thing on my list, Chris. Um, it's called Dial a Story and people can call seven oh eight six three four oh eight oh eight and library staff will read a story, tell a joke read a poem. So there's all different kinds of things that you can there's a list when you um dial in and you press a number and we will read you a story. I was looking at you have 16 different options. Like this thing is like really a diverse group of stories too. And poems like you could spend some real time having the library tell you stories on your phone. Right, right. Well, Laura Meyer, who is the children's, our children's librarian, she is fabulous, but she said she was trying to channel the movie phone guy when she was, um, introducing the concept on the phone. <laughs> it's awesome. I, I love it. What else is going on over there? Well, one of the things that uh, that we're doing is um, trying to help uh, parents and students who are e- either remote learning or doing some kind of hybrid um, system at this time. And so uh, we reached out to Best Buy Foundation and we got a grant and we purchased um, a subscription for the entire village of Evergreen Park so that you can dial in and get one-on-one homework help and writing assistance. This is available to our residents from 2 p.m. to 11 p.m. every day and it's available in English or Spanish. So if parents are running into a situation where they're like, oh, my God, I do not understand what the heck I'm supposed to be doing, you can call in and get help. Um, And it's individualized, like I said, in English or Spanish. And so I think it'll be of great help um, to everyone at this time. We're doing the same thing with people who may have experienced a job loss or reduction. So they can call in Monday through Friday from 2 p.m. to 11 p.m. and talk with a job coach. And it's English or Spanish, and that coach will answer any questions, resume, interviewing, trying to figure out maybe if you're going to take a different direction with your career. So that's 
also available to Evergreen Park residents with their library card. We also have a top-notch team of volunteers that will review a resume. You just email it in to us. They will review it, give you suggestions to improve it, and you get it back in a couple of days. We also have some Zoom programs coming out. Online job search is on February 9th. Landing a government job is on February 16th. And then a cool thing we're doing on February 20th is professional headshots. So you call the library, you make an appointment, it's entirely free, you bring a flash drive, and we have a staff member who does portrait photography, and you will get professional headshots on your flash drive so you can use them for whatever, LinkedIn or for whatever reason that you need one. That's incredible. I mean, when you think about it, I think most people always assume their libraries where you go get books and you use the computer. <laughs> and like with my kid, my little guy, Nikki, who's got the same name as you, he tells you all the time, yes. except he's with a Y yes. and you're with an I. We're kindred spirits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, <laughs> now his new thing is, I hope everybody gets the shot so I can go to the library and play Aww. on the toy, play on the iPads and play with the toys at the <laughs> library. Like this is something he misses. Right. Exactly. Well, we miss him too. That we hope we all get back to that situation. So we were talking earlier, Chris, about um, Internet access, which is another really important thing at this time. And what we did was, um, again, from Best Buy, we got a grant to purchase Wi-Fi hotspots. So we have a collection of 15 that we can check out to Evergreen Park residents on their library card. There's a $5 fee per week, but you can connect up to 10 devices on one hotspot. So I frequently uh, read on Facebook and social media that people are having a hard time because there's so many people on the Wi-Fi that it either is a spotty connection or it sometimes just drops out. So this is one way, if you know that you really need Wi-Fi, that you can you can come to the library and check a hotspot out on your library card. This is, it's amazing how you guys have pivoted during the last year. It's absolutely incredible. Everybody, yeah, everybody has changed the way that they do business. Is business, but I think libraries are very versatile in in that respect. So I'm I'm very proud of our staff in trying to creatively think of ways that we can still be re relevant to the community at this time. So um, the other thing we did was we um, applied to the Illinois State Library for a grant to extend the Wi-Fi outside of our building, so um, into the parking area. So if you park in those vertical parking spots in front of the library on the east, or you park anywhere in the parking lot you will be able to use the library's Wi-Fi. And I remember when we had to close back in March, I would see people like huddled up next to the library building trying to get Wi-Fi because it didn't extend out far enough. And so that kind of motivated us to maybe extend the reach of our Wi-Fi. I realize it's not that comfortable to be in your car in the winter, but at least if if you need it, it's there. Is there any actual library use you're allowed to do? Like, uh, are the computers yeah. available inside? Like, what's available right now? Okay, so right now, um, anybody can come in and browse the books and check out materials. But for computer use and for study room use, 
Right now, we're limiting it to Evergreen Park residents only, and there's a time limit. So um, you can use the computer for 60 minutes. You can use a study room for 90 minutes, and that's just because we're trying to limit the number of people who are in the building at one time. I'm telling you, Nikki, you got things running over there like a, a fine, well-oiled machine. Um, I'm, no, I'm I don't super do it by impressed. myself. You know that. Yeah, it's it's all the staff that that has such creative ideas and is willing to and and is willing to keep the library open so that people can continue to have library services at this time. Is there is there anything I missed? I always feel like every time I talk to you. Then you're like, ah, oh, Chris, you didn't give me a chance to tell you this. Is there something else? Like no. Something- okay. So I, yes. All right. So <laughs> we have- I knew it. I knew you were just like, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get to tell him this because he just keeps talking. So I'll be quiet. Go. No, not at all. Not at all. But um, we're, we rented out the ice skating rink on February 6th at 1 p.m. So there's family ice skating. So, I mean, I'll, we have all of our programs right now are basically virtual, but this is one opportunity where you can get the kids out, family ice skating on February 6th at 1 p.m., and we have the entire ice rink. So I thought that was interesting. Also, this program I'm so excited about, um, the Chicago Post Office, which you know that there's a big renovation going on. Well, we reached out to the architectural firm that's doing the renovation, and two of their architects are going to talk about what old is new at the Chicago Post Office, and that's Thursday, January 28th at 630 on Zoom. So I thought that was such an interesting program. And then we have two Evergreen Park teens. It's Rosebud and Dylan's Food Adventures, which I just love this program. So it's two teens, and they talk about local eateries. They cook food. They talk YA books. And the next time they're going to be on our YouTube channel, it'll be YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram on January 20th and February 17th at 5 p.m. So you should join Rosebud and Dylan. You should interview Rosebud and Dylan. I have never met two more poised young people. They are, they are amazing. So um, we're looking forward to that. And the last thing, Chris, this is our new addition to our family, and it's the Trichedelic Rider, which is our new book bike, and once the weather allows us to take the book bike out, people will be seeing the trichedelic rider around Evergreen Park. It's like a mobile library. We're so excited. Are, are you going to be riding around on a three-wheeled oh, no. bicycle no. handing out books, Nikki? Is that what you're telling <laughs> no. me? I, I, no. Are you kidding me? No. The trichedelic <laughs> rider. The younger legs need, you need younger legs for the trichedelic rider, but certainly... And uh, lucky for us, we have um, staff members who have stepped up and have volunteered to ride the uh, book bike. It's really cool, all the things that are being made available. If you want details on any of this stuff, folks, go to evergreenparklibrary.org. Nikki Seidel, thank you so much for jumping on with me. It was a pleasure talking with you, and I can't wait to talk again. Thanks, Chris. Always a pleasure to talk to you, too. And folks, before I continue this podcast, I want to tell you a little bit about my friend, Larry Liebforth. Larry was born and raised right here in Evergreen Park and has been in business for almost 30 years. I continuously see him volunteering his time with local sports associations, helping out the kids, 
helping raise money for charity. And what you need to know is that Larry is there in case you need some help as well. For nearly 30 years, the law offices of Lawrence G. Liebforth have been handling every kind of law you can think of, from personal injury cases to real estate dealings. If you need a will drawn up or representation in a criminal case, it's good to know you have local representation available, rooted in the community with decades of experience. Located over at 4001 West 95th Street in Suite 200, give him a call for any of your legal needs. 708-499-6300. The Law Offices of Lawrence G. Leeforth, here to help you. Tim Lyons from the EPBC sitting down here at the 9-foot homemade oak bar. He's got his brew. I've got mine. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, Chris. Glad to be here and glad to be talking baseball during these uh, gray days for sure. Yeah, I know. You know, it's a perfect time for baseball now. What are we? We're like probably about four or five weeks away from spring training beginning in the major league level. I know you guys are starting your signups. I'm a baseball nut. It's like one of my favorite. It is my favorite sport. I love baseball. And Evergreen Park has the long history of really being uh, almost like a like a hub for baseball players. I mean, we've had Don Paul on this show before. There's other ball players that have come out of Evergreen Park and done things at different levels. And we also see these state championships and little league championships and uh, you know regional championships from not only uh, boys club and I know I think EPAA in their history has had some good success, but then also the Evergreen Park Girls Softball League. So. Evergreen Park seems to be one of those areas that's a big spot for kids to come and play ball and learn how to do it the right way. Yeah, and I've, I've had the privilege to be a villager my whole life and grow up in both leagues. I started as a player in EPAA in 1981 and was fortunate enough to be a coach there and later a board member. And then when uh, Kate and I had our boys, we were fortunate to be members of the EP Boys Club all these years as Parents, coaches, board members, groundskeepers. And when I look at both leagues' histories, how fortunate Evergreen Park has been to have two great leagues to be cornerstones of this village where kids have the option to play on great fields with great coaches and, again, with great histories in both leagues. So to have that history as one with honoring our past is going to be a great thing for this community moving forward. So merger happens. Was this a result of the pandemic? Was this a, we can do better as one? What? How does this all come together? Because to me, I just noticed it walking the dog one day. There was one of those signs in the law and I was like, oh, they're, they're getting together, these two. So I, I tell me about it. I think you have to tip your cap all around a great leadership from both leagues, the mayor, the street department, everybody working together as one is the first thing I'd say why this came together. Um, the late start of our baseball season that we were fortunate enough to pull off was a combined effort of both leagues. And we said, if we're going to have this short little season, let's just do it as one. That actually helped the two leagues coming together because that was almost a experimental season, I guess you could call it, with the two leagues playing as one league. So that allowed us to kind of, you know, find out, you know, what we need to do moving forward to make this thing happen. And again, I credit the leadership of both leagues and all of the coaches of both leagues who are really on board with this, making this happen. And it's going to be a great thing. I truly believe that the sky's the limit for the things we can do with not only our town, but the facilities and uh, 
good days ahead for Evergreen Park. You know, the, the interesting thing, too, is uh, you keep trying to find, like, positives that come out of the pandemic. It's been one of the things that we try to bring up here on the EP podcast is that, yeah, this this is terrible. Yeah, there, there's our lives have all been thrown into a blender at times. But there is a positive here because I remember these two leagues being really in competition with each other. And I can't imagine the two of you guys getting together. And then almost out of necessity, you do. And you start to understand, like, hey, look at what we can do if we're all together, which I think is going to be really cool. You've got different facilities now that are going to all be used by every every kid that wants to play ball. Because if I'm not mistaken, it's not only just boys play, that you get girls that will play in these leagues as well. Correct. So, so any kid in Evergreen Park can be a part of this and play baseball and EPAA's got a really nice, or it was like, I would say it's a historical facility. I don't know what it looks like these days because the last time I saw it, it, it's been a while. I was there when my kids were really little. And then I know what you have over at uh, Duffy Park. That is that is really nice what you guys have set up over there. So tell me a little bit about what they're going to expect. Like, are there going to be improvements in all these places? Is there anything that's going to kind of be, you're going to see changes now that you guys have your combined might behind it? One of the greatest assets we have is our street department. Uh, Gavin and the guys have just been phenomenal with um, helping out both leagues over the years, and they've helped us construct a plan to upgrade historic Norris Field, as well as continuing to make Duffy Park the beautiful place that it is. We also don't want to forget our good friends at Southwest School, because those three fields are an absolute hidden gem in the village, and we get great compliments on them at all times. Uh, but going back to Norris, it, it has such a great history, um, of course, named after um, Robert Norris, Carol Kyle's um, dad. And so with that, we want to make that stand up for what it always has been and credit, again, the leaders of both leagues making that happen with our street department. Some uh, fiscal changes as far as grass and fencing and backstops and padding, uh, eventual dugouts are uh, being rehabbed. Again, it's just going to be a facility that we want people to say, wow, you know, this is a great place to play baseball. There's no reason to go play anywhere else. That's really cool. And and when you think about it, you guys geographically touch pretty much all of Evergreen Park with what you have available and where the kids play. I mean, you're in one quadrant with Duffy or in a different one with Norris. You're you're over in, south, in, in the southwest quadrant with those fields over there, which you're right, are beautiful. And you really make it easy for families in Evergreen Park to be able to give their kids access to baseball. You know, as the mayor always says, you know, one of our good friend, Mayor Sexton's line has always been, this is the greatest place to live in the world. And I've lived here my whole life and he couldn't be more, more right. And I think with that said, there's some people who don't know where Norris Field is, uh, who may live over away from it or vice versa, who might not know where South that the boys clubs played at Southwest and has a history at Southwest school for all these years. So I think that also brings together the community as far as opening people's eyes about, wow, this facility is nice or that's nice or, oh, I didn't know you lived here and neighbors meeting neighbors. I think there's the positives that go way beyond baseball as far as the community um, alone is, is considered. Yeah, because there are times where everything's kind of split up by sections in Evergreen Correct. Park. And now you're part of this league. You're going to see you're going to see the world of Evergreen Park. Like, exactly. You know? Right. <laughs> Which is kind of cool because there's a lot of neat stuff to discover. So. Last year had to be a challenge. This year, I would imagine you have some hope. 
You know, I, I don't think that the current restrictions that are in place now because it's cold and we're coming out of Christmas and the spikes that happened the last couple of months are going to be going on in March. I think with the with the vaccine coming out, you could see a whole new picture. Major League Baseball itself is ready to start the season on time, it sounds like, and is even talking about plans for how people are going to be able to be in the stands. So you found a way to play last year outdoors playing baseball. How do you feel about this season and what it's going to look like for these kids? We had numerous meetings going into last season, and we had a medical consultant and Evergreen Park resident, Dr. Aaron Bishop, who gave us guidelines that we posted on both websites about how we're going to pull this season off. And not only were we able to pull off a spring season safely and successfully, we pulled off our first ever fall baseball season. And that Without football going on, that gave kids an avenue for something to do a couple nights a week for, for I believe we did it for seven weeks. But uh, so we have been through this before, and we're w- well more versed moving forward to continue with safety protocols and uh, to pull this thing off the right way. And again, third time I've said this, but credit the leadership of both leagues for, and, and again, people like Dr. Bishop jumping on board and giving us the right protocols to provide for a safe environment for all. Uh, We learned some things without question, and we're just going to be better for it. I mean, being able to have two seasons as opposed to one moving forward, we're going to be ready to go. We are going to start a little later this year. Um, Brian Harmon, our president, does a great job with so many things, especially our scheduling. But we're going to try to, you know, we want to add to the parents' wants as well. We don't want to be sitting out there when it's 10 degrees we hopefully we could sit out there when it's 50 and 60 degrees. So we're going to hopefully open around that last week of April and pack the season with lots of games and go from there. Okay. That's epbaseballclub.com. Go check it out. Tim Lyons. Thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate you coming down here. Stick around for another beer. Thanks for having me. Go EPBC. Does your financial advisor actually take time to listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? Why worry about those things? When Tom Walsh is nearby, he's your local Edward Jones financial advisor. He works with you, focusing on what's important to you. He uses an established process to create personalized financial strategy, and he partners with you to help your strategy stay on track. Listen, families in South Chicagoland have been benefiting from Tom's get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values for over 18 years. Contact my close personal friend and also a fellow Brother Ice alumni, Tom Walsh. He's your local Edward Jones advisor, located in Mount Greenwood, right outside of the EP at 111th and Kedzie, member SIPC. Joining me on the phone line right now here on the EP podcast, we have the assistant principal over at Mother Macaulay High School. This is Mrs. Meg Gardner. How are you, Meg? Hi, great, Chris. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks for coming on. We spoke with Principal Eileen O'Reilly right before the school year started, and congratulations, first of all, to her. She had uh, another child, I think, at the very end of the year, so she's out on maternity leave, so you have now taken the helm of the <laughs> the giant, massive thing that is Mother Macaulay in the middle of a the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mac Nation, yeah, it's, it's huge. Uh, what what has it been like so far this year, going through this very weird school year? Because I noticed she had a lot of plans, and they were trying to filter out what they were going to do, what they were going to try. How has it gone so far? Sure. Well, I'm happy to report that our first semester was extremely successful. Um, we ran a hybrid model. 
families also had the option to do full e-learning if that's what suited their needs you know, better than having their daughter come uh, to school a few days a week. We were able to report that um, our attendance was up to 98% with the hybrid model for semester one, which is even two points higher than the previous school year. So we took that as a a major win given the pandemic. Um, Also, I think our instruction, uh, we were very lucky. Our classes were live streamed. Our teachers did a phenomenal job um, making sure that, you know, the instruction was synchronous. So no matter if a student was in their building or at home, um, there was never any stop to the instruction. It was continuous, and uh, our students were, were able to do great things. So we're very pleased so far. Yeah, I, I can tell everybody my my daughter Audrey is a freshman, so this was her first right. first semester of high school under this really oh, strange. Welcome to high school. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it has been it has been an odd time, but I will tell you this: it seems like a good job has been done trying to give some sort of high school experience. She has made a lot of new friends, even with the fact they're wearing a mask and it's hard to do like every after school thing that they probably would have done. But I know that I've met a bunch of new girls that I never met before. And so that must make you feel good to hear that. Oh my gosh. We're, we're happy to hear that. We're, that that's wonderful. Um, so not only am I the assistant principal, I'm also the dean of the upper class on And so student connectedness is a huge huge component of our student life here at Macaulay. And so I have to say our student activities office did a great job first semester and we're already gearing up for semester two with some fun events coming up. We have a school-wide dodgeball tournament coming up uh, next Thursday and there's a faculty team. I'm on it. I mean, we got, we're like game on. We're really excited to um, see some kids. Our Mac Media Club is now going live this Wednesday with Mac Nation News. That's a first in Macaulay history. Um, so we're just got new things on the horizon for our students to, um, you know, f- feel a, a part of our community because that's, that's so important to us. And I think that's a hallmark of our students Macaulay experience. You know, I remember at the beginning when this was about to start the school year, uh, Principal O'Reilly kind of expressed it like she really wished she could get all the kids in the school. And, you know, mm-hmm. with now mm-hmm. the vaccines getting uh, getting rolled out and my personal hope that once we start vaccinating those that are in the at-risk categories, you're 50, 60, and above, and those that are at sure. risk will get some sort of normalcy. Is that how you guys are feeling over there, that you know we might have to do the same thing to finish out the semester, but the summer and the fall might look a little bit different and get more back to the normal experience for these girls? Absolutely. I mean, that's for, for sure our, our goal, first and foremost. And, you know, we've been on the, on different calls with different principals of, you know, in the archdiocese, different high schools, and, and we're all on the same page is that we know having all our students back in the building and the full experience of high school is what's best. And we just cannot wait to be given the clearance to do so. You know, what are your thoughts? I'm just kind of curious. Uh, I was speaking with somebody yesterday that's uh, part of the faculty over at Brother Rice who was mentioning to me that they're still trying to figure out what the the sports schedule is going to look like for these kids in in the in the spring and his yeah. thought was I I get that there might not be the facilities to do everything safely for every class but it would just be nice if we could take care of the seniors it's their final year they had a rough exactly. end of their junior mm-hmm. year last year wouldn't it be great mm-hmm. to get them out there and play what what are your thoughts on that Oh, I, I completely agree. Well, I'm also the assistant varsity volleyball coach at Macaulay. So this is my uh, 16th season coaching. And I, I completely agree. I especially feel for our spring athletes last year who may have been juniors who didn't get their season, you know, maybe a water polo player, a soccer player. And now it's still up in the air for <laughs> this year as well. So, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, if, if even if all levels aren't played, 
I think those varsity teams, you know, just a home and away, a shortened schedule, something to send these seniors off in the style that they deserve. You know, you put so much work in, so many hours of training, outside training, club, all of that for your high school season. And, you know, we would hate to see that taken away from our our players. Anything pop up in this semester that uh, was weird, quirky, you learned about? I've heard so many happy accidents from people like businesses who are like, you know, I never thought about doing takeout. But now that I was forced to do it, even after this is over, I might actually continue a takeout sure. thing. I mean, what have you guys kind of picked up during this that, that might actually get carried over once the world does get back on its axis? Yes, no, absolutely. Well, I think what I mean, personally, what I've been most impressed with is the resilience of our students and the resilience of our faculty, you know, that they have just hit the ground running, ready to go. Um, second, I think it's just the creativity of our student activities, our club moderators, you know, to get, I think we really realize just how important that interaction is and these, you know, after school activities and service projects. And, you know, I think that there's still, we're still able to do a lot if we're really creative and outside the box and we have the students buying in. So I I think that's been um, the two biggest things I've learned throughout this process. Well, Meg Gardner, you are, first of all, I started off with assistant principal. I found out that you're in charge of like 50 other things. So, oh gosh! No. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, not at all. No. Yeah, you got the, you got the volleyball. You're you're a dean. I, mean, I, I, I like at first I was like, oh, we got the assistant principal on. Now I just found out you're running the place. So good for you. Um, oh no. gosh! No, no, I'm happy. Macaulay's a special place, and I'm happy, lucky to work here with such great families and our great staff. So thank you so much for letting us come on today. Yeah, you guys are doing a wonderful job, and uh, please keep up the good work. Because trust me. It makes all the difference in the world to uh, the 15-year-old girl that I have here that I I, I didn't I didn't know what this was going to be like. I knew how disappointing the end of eighth grade was, of and course, I knew how much course. it hurt her just like from mm-hmm. an emotional standpoint to have like go through all this stuff, and she she smiles. She smiles when she comes home. She smiles when she does her lessons online and sits in her room, and you guys have done a great job. Oh my gosh. Well, that means the world to us. And thanks so much. Happy new year to your family. And can't wait to see Audrey this week. So, (laughs) and the rest of our mighty Max coming up. So thanks again, Chris. We really appreciate it. Building relationships, supporting the community and service. These are the things that country financial stands for. They're more than just an office. You may pass by as you drive through evergreen park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial Representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, I'm fat. Have you... Have you- you figured that out? <laughs> your, your, your neck is going I'm, away. I'm COVID fat. My neck is not going away. It's just growing. Whatever. I'm fat. I'm COVID fat. I'm lockdown fat. And I'm holiday fat. There's so much fat. Like, there's so many reasons why I'm fat. There's stress fat. There's kids fat. There's <laughs> Kids fat. Oh, yeah. Kids kids eat crappy food and it's around you. So then you eat it. There's there's COVID fat because I'm, I'm sitting around. And I'm locked down. There's your winter fat. There's your... Your Christmas fat. There's a lot of fat. Fat from all directions. Yeah, I, you, right? I just hear you being a victim over there, just blaming everything it's, and everybody else. It's not my you. fault, Hannah. It's everybody <laughs> else's. So, <laughs> so I am determined now to lose weight. So a preview for next week. I am going in this week to core fitness and physical therapy. Woo-hoo! 
And, and you're gonna love it. No, but what they're gonna do first, and I, I want everybody to listen up for this next week. We're gonna have a few different guests on next week, but I want everybody to listen up for this. They're gonna give me a full evaluation. And it makes me nervous. It's like, like a physical therapy evaluation, yeah, like your like knees, bringing, your shoulders. Yeah. It's okay. like bringing your car into the shop and telling them, like, just check it all out from top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. Do a diagnostic check. That's yeah. Okay. So they're gonna give me the full diagnostic check and then figure out what I what exercises work best for me. Interesting. Okay, and the exercise really that will work best for me is uh, how do I exercise, still drink beer, and lose weight? That's all I want to know. <laughs> is that far fetched? <laughs> nah. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And by the looks. It's gonna be a good one. Nudie's basement. Broadcast basement. The Nudie's basement. The broad basement. Slancha. The EP podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at theeppodcast.com.